Hello, Monetization Nation. Facebook used to dominate the social media landscape for advertising. According to Rival IQ, though Facebook has more active users than Instagram, the stats show that the median Instagram engagement rate per post is 1% across all industries, and compared to a 0.08% median engagement rate per post on Facebook. When it comes to influencer marketing, According to Sprout Social, 90% of U.S. marketers consider Instagram the most important social media platform. In today's episode, I will talk with Jeremy McGillivray, the best-selling author of Instagram Secrets, about why he believes Instagram dominates every other social media platform for marketing. He explains which Instagram strategies are the most important to know. Jeremy is a Harvard-educated marketing expert He helps business owners leverage the power of the internet to transform their businesses through innovative traffic strategies. He didn't get where he is today by preaching what he doesn't practice. Jeremy is the winner of the ClickFunnels 2 Comma Club Award for generating more than $1 million in a sales funnel. He is, in fact, his own best customer. That's what makes him credible and reliable. He knows exactly what it's like to be risking his money and his livelihood. Just like anyone else, Jeremy has had his share of setbacks, but his enthusiasm has always kept him going. Sir Richard Branson said, ability to bounce back after a setback is the single most important trait an entrepreneurial venture can possess, unquote. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. I'm joined here today with Jeremy McGilvery. He's a Harvard-educated, number one best-selling author of Instagram Secrets. I love this book. Uh, He's been featured in virtually every major publication across the globe. Jeremy helps business owners take their companies from bricks and mortar to click and order by leveraging the massive power of the internet utilizing sales funnels, behavioral-based email marketing, and innovative traffic strategies. The uncommon results Jeremy has been able to create for himself and his clients has caught the attention of mainstream media. Uh, What drastically separates Jeremy and his elite team from the competition is the fact that he regularly practices what he teaches, and he is his best customer. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for joining us today. I am so excited for this show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Tell me something interesting about yourself, something that you're passionate about. You know, the short little introduction that stated I'm my own best customer is something I'm insanely passionate about. I think too many people are trying to do stuff for other people that they can't do for themselves. That's hypocritical in lots of measures, and it's also somewhat fraudulent. So I'm very passionate and I'm very proud that I'm my own best customer. If I was searching around to hire a branding expert or an online sales funnel expert, unequivocally, if I had the budget, I would hire myself in a heartbeat. That's great. So, so that point is that you do the entrepreneurship yourself. You're not just a consultant that hasn't done it, but you are learning and proving and refining these, these skills in your own business. And then you can take it take what you've learned and help other clients with that. There's a place in academia where you can teach stuff that you haven't actually done, but for the most part in businesses, practical 
implementation of the strategies and being in the trenches and actually risking your own money and your time and your livelihood and your family puts a different level of pressure. And I know for me, if I was going to hire someone to perform heart surgery on one of my boys, Tom or Tristan, in a moment, I would want the person with the most experience who's done this a thousand different times, as opposed to someone who came out of university and was read about it in a book somewhere. So I think that the actual experience is really important. And I'm really proud that I have that. And my team does as well. Can you tell me more about your entrepreneurial journey? Tell us the sure. stories of, of how you got to where you are today. The best way is a roller coaster. And, you know, playing off Darren Hardy's book, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, which is an amazing piece of work. I like the compound effect better by him. However, it really is an entrepreneur is bred throughout their experiences and their ability to face inevitable setbacks and continue to forge forward without really a loss of enthusiasm. And that's almost like taking some quotes away from Zig Ziglar as well. My entrepreneurship started out when I was very young. You know, I mentioned at the onset before we hit record that we're having snow for the first time ever in Texas. Well, I was raised in Iowa, and I remember when I was eight, nine, 10 years old, taking shovels and shoveling people's walks just for a couple of dollars. No one told me to go do it, but I knew I needed to exchange something for a monetary value. And then I went and invested in baseball cards. It's funny how this stuff all kind of comes full circle, because even now, what we earn and what we generate, it's not like I spend a bunch of that. It goes back into the brand or it goes back into education or back to solidifying what I do. So entrepreneurship has pretty much been fostered inside of me. And I believe it's fostered inside of lots of people throughout my entire life. And I think that too many of us conform and we go to work for the safety of the paycheck. You know, something I heard not long ago that I think makes perfect sense is at the beginning of entrepreneurship, it's very hard. And then later on, it's a lot easier. Conversely, when it comes down to going and working for an employer, at the beginning, it's really easy. And then later, it's really hard. And so just understanding that the short-term sacrifices really breed the long-term happiness. Yeah. Do you want to expand a little bit more on why it's easy than hard and why it's hard than easy? Sure. It's all about the fundamentals and the foundation, understanding your customer journey, understanding how you implement processes and systems and frameworks into your business, and then the onboarding, the results, the output, the deliverability, that stuff's hard to figure out. It's the reason why franchises are so successful because they figure out the process and then they sell the process and generate revenue off of it. So a lot of business owners, it's, it's really challenging to analyze and adjust and figure out what employees you can count on and who you can't count on, what strategies will work and what strategies won't work. When you go to work for a business or a company, you pretty much just need to do whatever the company says because they have the systems and processes in place. And that you know, retorts back to one of my all-time favorite sayings, and I know I write about it a lot in my new book, is progress is in the process. And understanding that anything in life really is a process. It boils down to what comes easy and fast, leaves you the same way. And one of the things I like best about processes is it helps us to consistently do the same thing over and over again, right? You don't have to every day be waking up and saying, what am I going to do today? When you put a process in place, it just 
happens over and over and over again. And it seems like the greatest victories happen when we're able to consistently implement effective processes. If you look back to the assembly line, the assembly line was implemented for processes. You had one person doing one thing over and over and over again. You had another person doing another thing over and over and over again. And what the manufacturers discovered is the output was significantly higher than having one person do this, do this, do this, do this, and do this. Just have one person. And I would venture to say that these people are really just programmed. I bet that we could they could be asleep and they could facet whatever goes on there. But it goes down to how you program, what the processes are. Again, I have a, a new book out after my Instagram book and I go really deep into the subconscious mind and how we program or interrupt patterns. But understanding what processes are productive and certainly which processes are unproductive. Yeah, I have not read, unfortunately, that, that new book yet, but I'm really looking forward to getting it and, and reading that one. Do you want to give us a quick... Uh, I know you just gave us a quick summary of that book, but you want to tell us, maybe go into a little bit more depth, tell us what that book is about and what the key sure. takeaways so, are. This book is called CEO and it's 600 pages. Oh it's goodness. a lot thicker than my last book, but I wrote this to really help people understand how to break free and interrupt the unproductive patterns in their life. It's very deep in science about neuroplasticity and how we rewire our thinking. Because I think that too many people, as I kind of talk about in the book, when I'm using the analogy, the Lion King with Simba, but I think that we're the Lion King to ourselves. We lie to ourselves saying, well, everything's okay, or that this is my lot in life, or this is the way it's supposed to be, when nothing could be further from the truth. I think that any of your people watching, watching listening, reading, any of the content we have right now, in a moment, they can snap out of it and break the patterns that haven't been successful and raise their standards and their reference point for their lives, make different decisions and break free and truly have a, a, a life of purpose, if you will. That's what's most important to me. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to start off uh, in your book, you talk about 12 reasons Instagram dominates every social platform. Uh, could you explain to the audience today why you believe Instagram dominates every other social media platform? Instagram for quite some time, and I wrote this book before TikTok came out, but Instagram for a very long time, everyone was just flocking there. They had the most downloads out of any application out there. Their algorithms were a little bit easier to gain. And still to this day, owned by Facebook, they have a robust platform for marketers, for entrepreneurs. I had a call with the client this morning and I was trying to urge them away from running ads on Facebook and Google and connecting directly with the Instagram influencers who have done all the hard work, building the trust, the loyalty and commitment up with their followers and paying the influencers directly to advertise their, their developing a new application to develop their app and driving traffic that way. One of the most beautiful things about Instagram is for an extremely affordable price, you can connect with an, an influencer in a niche where your customers are following that page. You can have that influencer personally endorse and recommend your products and services, which doesn't make it an ad any longer. It makes it a word of mouth recommendation. And then you can move them to a landing page where you can start nurturing them and then turning them into a customer. It's, it's a game changer. So what advice do you have for people about the best ways to reach out to the, to find and reach out and to compensate those influencers? 
Sure. There's so many different ways to catch influencers. There's an app called Kick. There's Telegram. Some of them have their contact information in their bio, whether it be an email or how they want communicated with. It's very simple. And this is a very common question I get a lot of times when I'm speaking. But just be respectful. Hey, I love your page. Would it be possible to promote my products and services um, on your page? And then maybe give them a link to your website or give them a little bit about what, it, what your product is. A lot of these influencers get tons of messages. They don't want to read a very long, drawn out, you know, explanation. You know, give them some type of words of affirmation. Tell them that you like what they're doing. And then let them know that your product's not slimy or sleazy. It's not going to impact their brand. Instead, it's going to elevate them. And if it's a physical product or even a digital project product, give the influencer free access or send it to them so they can actually see it. Yeah. That actually comes to another important point, though. Don't send a product to an influencer and just think that they're going to magically promote it for free. These influencers, most of them are my friends, they work very hard and sacrifice a lot of time away from their family to nurture their audience and build this following and engagement. So it's, it's extremely affordable to work with them, but I don't think it's fair to just expect them to do all the hard work and promote your stuff for free for, for an exchange of your product. Definitely. Love it. Great story. In your book, you talk about how it's so important for marketers and businesses to understand the rules of Instagram. You want to talk a little bit about which rules you think are most important for people to know? Probably the most important rule right now is you cannot drive directly to paid offers. Previously, you could drive people to paid offers off the Instagram platform and people were buying and spending at a, a significant rate that's altered throughout the years. Now what you need to do is you drive them to a free offer, whether it's a free plus shipping offer or just a free piece of digital content or PDF that you can find so easily on, go to plrrights.com, just a private label right ebook. But you wanna drive the lead now to get an email and then find an email follow-up sequence that sells the offer. So the rules, it's really important that the Instagram influencer is endorsing or promoting a free offer, whether it's a free PDF or a free video or a free plus shipping offer. And then once they get on your email list, you follow up with them to make the sell. It's really expensive to keep advertising on social media and driving traffic to your offer. But when you get that free email traffic, now you have those leads and you own the traffic and you can continue to market to these leads for an infinite amount of time. Love it. Uh, how about tips on creating a great Instagram name? Sure, the key with the name is, it just kind of depends on what direction you're gonna go. Are you gonna go as a business or are you gonna go as a brand? When you're creating a great name, it needs to be a benefit-based name. And we've played around with this stuff forever and, and you know changed different areas of names. But think about what benefit would people get from engaging with this name. And I think that's a really important component. Plus it needs to be concise. It can't be super long. It can't look spammy. It just needs to be concise, clean, and benefit-based. Instagram is moving more towards, towards search engine optimization. And so if you're going to have a product around fishing lures, I have no idea where I came up with that. 
if you start an Instagram page with fishing lures or top fishing lures, when people search on Instagram for fishing lures, you're going to have a significantly better chance of showing up in that search. Love it. Can you think of an example of someone that's done a really good job with a name and their name has really helped them grow? There's been a couple of boutiques that came out with, with women's clothing lines. Both the ones I can think of right now sold to Zara or, or large conglomerates. But when I was doing consulting with them, it's been a couple of years now, they had these really trendy names that they felt were cute, but were not clear. We had them change their names, change up some of their hashtags, change up some of their brands, change up some of the things that they were working on posting. And it didn't happen overnight, but over time, they started making it to the explore page for fashion at a, a regular basis. So I think it's just important to kind of begin with the end in mind, if you will, and reverse engineer the concept. Yep. If I was going to be sold to a large conglomerate, how would I be able to benefit that conglomerate by adding value to them? Love it. Starting with the end in mind, that's, uh, that's a very powerful strategy. All right, let's talk about bios and profiles. What advice do you have how to do a good job setting that up on Instagram? Lots of similar tips. So your bios need to be clear and concise. Too many people have these spammy links inside of their bios that are numbers and letters. One of the things I taught, and I think this is extremely important, if you are going to promote affiliate products and you're gonna get these very ugly affiliate links, go buy a domain through GoDaddy. It's eight or nine bucks and have a benefit-based domain. Kind of see a theme here. We're talking about the benefits. It's going to benefit the customer, not about us or about our journey. It's making the hero, the customer, the hero. So you'll want to go get a domain. Let's say, let's go back to the fishing lure example. You, let's say you're promoting some type of a, a fishing lure affiliate offer. And the affiliate link you're going to get is going to have letters and numbers. And it's going to look very spammy that nobody will want to click on. You can go to GoDaddy and type in a couple different domains. Actually, let me give you an even better resource. I'll pull up real quick. This is a killer resource. This is called leandomainsearch.com. Go to leandomainsearch.com and type in any domain out there, let's say free fishing lures. And what that software does is it spits out thousands of domains that are similar that are already available. So that way you don't have to come up with typing 20 different names into GoDaddy and see what URLs available or what domains available, go to leandomainsearch.com. And with that, they'll show you what's available. Go to GoDaddy, buy the domain that looks really clean. And then the first letter of each word, capitalize it. So if it's free fishing lures, free bass fishing lures, you would capitalize the first letter of each of the, the words. And that just helps people read it a lot quicker because they're doing this in microseconds on Instagram and plus it doesn't look spammy. So what you'll do on GoDaddy, you'll take the affiliate link that you got from the affiliate area and you'll just forward the fishing lure link to your affiliate link. So when they click on that, it forwards to your affiliate link. It looks nice and clean in your bio. It looks like it's an actual business and not some type of get rich quick spam. Yeah. That's great advice. Okay, let's talk about learning from successful Instagrammers. What are, what are some of the best secrets and ways we can learn from people that are, have already been there and done that and, and been successful at it? Sure, that's gonna be all of success in any facet of life. I always tell people never take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. The key with Instagram is you need to figure out who's legit, who's not, who's fact and who's fiction. 
And there's lots of different softwares that come in and out of date that Instagram allows you to research these accounts. But a lot of common sense goes a long way when it comes to looking at Instagram. So if you have someone with 600,000 followers and they have 2,000 likes on their account and they have four comments, that's garbage. The comments are generally one of the better ways that you can look for actual engagement. But again, everything is gamed, not everything. Most things are gamed, meaning there's Telegram groups, there's Facebook groups, there's different groups that are called like and comment groups. I've sponsored many of them. And what they do is when they post, everyone goes out there and comments on their post and it gets um, you returned and exchanged. But for the most part, if you can just document in a simple Google Sheets document, some of the pages that you wanna work with that you believe could be great for shout outs to build your own account or great to promote your offers and products and services. Document you know, a 15 day moving average of what their likes, what their comments, what they're posting, and just make sure that it's authentic because there's so many different ways to really game. And once you go pay someone for an advertisement, the likelihood of you getting it back is, is slim to none. So you definitely want to do your research when you're modeling other people that are having success. Can you think of a great example of when you've been able to model something someone else has done and it's led to good success for you? Absolutely. That's the way I've built everything. Probably the best way of modeling is when I wrote Instagram Secrets. Still to this day, it was written four years ago. It's by far and large the number one book in the world on Instagram. I interviewed the top Instagram people in several different niches and I boiled down what they told me and I put it in a book. And then what I did was I implemented it in several of the, the Instagram accounts I ran as well as my clients. And so everything I've ever built in my life has never been innovative by any means. It's been following what other people have done and how they've had success. The beauty of it was if I interviewed 20 different Instagram influencers, I probably only got one or two good ideas from each, but I boiled it down and took the best of the best, and that's what I implemented. So that's, that's really the, the key to any facet of success in life. Whatever you want to do, it doesn't even matter if Instagram or anything else, someone on the internet right now has documented it. They're doing something similar to what you're doing right now. They've found experts, and I assure you, I'm not holding the best stuff to myself. I don't write 600 page books and give all the talks and build the academies that I build to keep the best stuff for myself. My legacy is left on the content that I create. So myself, a lot of us other creators out there, a lot of us other authors, we're giving you the best that we have. We're not holding anything in the corner and allowing that only for our $50 million masterminds. Read the books, implement the strategies, fine tune it, figure out what works for you and double down on the strategies that work and you know, abandon the ones that don't. All right. So a lot of people get scared on scared of doing Instagram because they don't feel they can create the compelling memes and images. What advice do you have for the business uh, that's out there that's that's concerned about their ability to create a consistent stream of quality images? Sure, that's something that we get a lot as well. The key with consistency and the key with a quality image is not the hyper professionalism of the images and videos. It's more about the connection. If you look at some of the images or videos that go viral on any social media platform, they're not necessarily the ones that were taken by these inet talented photographers. They were just about what resonated with people and how they were able to get engagement. You know, Instagram and even their most recent algorithm updates, the way they do every single post for every single person out there is the moment you post on Instagram is they do a short test. 
And in that first five to a, five seconds to about two minutes, depending on the engagement, gives it a boost in the algorithm. If you start getting likes, that's a vote. If you get comments, that's a higher vote. If you get, they can tell when you take screenshots, that's another vote. And so the more engagement you get right away with any type of a post that strikes a chord with somebody, the faster it has a propensity to go viral on any platform. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Jeremy McGillivray or connect with him, you can find him on LinkedIn um, or his website, jeremymcgillivray.com and subscribe to his blog. Uh, you'll find links to those uh, on the blog post for this episode. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, practice what we teach so we have the been there, done that credibility. Number two, no matter how many setbacks we face, never lose our enthusiasm and keep moving forward. Number three, working for an employer may seem easy at the beginning, but then it gets very hard. While entrepreneurship will seem hard in the beginning and then get easier. Number four, the greatest victories happen when you're able to consistently implement effective processes to help achieve the things that matter most. Number five, customers are no longer being driven effectively on Instagram to paid offers. Number six, a great Instagram name is concise, clean, and benefit-based. Number seven, before we model successful Instagrammers, we need to do our research and model the most successful ones. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, you can get a free monetization assessment of your business or subscribe to the free monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation YouTube channel or podcast. And number three, please follow Monetization Nation on Instagram or Twitter. What strategies have you used to promote your brand through Instagram? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining us today and best wishes on your monetization efforts. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.